I have a um, a presence or a centeredness with my three daughters. There are three teenage daughters. Um, they do go through tons of up and downs on a daily basis. And for me to truly be able to listen, be present, um, have that space with them, feel like I can allow myself space to just hear them out. Um, at the end of the day, every day, um, even when I'm working, because I ended up getting a job, by the way. Oh, congratulations. I did. What'd you say? I said congratulations. Thank you. That's thank great. you. And um, I, uh, it, it was, it, anyway, it's one of those where I'm like, gosh, am I ever going to find something? Of course, it ends up being exactly in flow with everything else. Great. It just was wonderful. But again, I'm not done with my tidying festival yet. And like, <laughs> so it's one of those where those things were truly, truly, truly happening and kicking in. But for me, I had to kind of like go, okay, that's great. These are all really great things, Diane, but you need to complete what you've set out to do for yourself. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Our guest today is Diane Arias. Diane is the first guest here at Spark Joy, who is also a client. She's actively moving through the KonMari method towards a life of joy. And she was inspired by an article that I wrote about how you can execute your KonMari event marathon style. Diane had ran a marathon before, an actual marathon. And so she decided to move through the KonMari categories uh, this in the same facet, fashion, and she reached out to me for some inspiration. So I loved her dedication and enthusiasm from the beginning, and I've been following her progress ever since then, providing guidance and resources along the way. Diane is a stay-at-home mom who is married to her college sweetheart and lives in the suburbs in Northwest Indiana. After a decade of raising her three girls, one age 14 and two twin 13-year-olds, Diane found that her belongings along with her home looked run down and unloved. So using the KonMari method of tidying, she's giving her home a visual reset and creating a space that will take her family of five into the next phase of their life. She made the decision to use the KonMari method to bring life and love into her home and prepare her for a return to full-time work, which is on the horizon. Diane has had a Kanmari summer, tidying for two to three hours <laughs> at a time in her 3,000 square foot house. Diane has worked through many of the Kanmari categories and is now focusing on her accumulated sentimental items, which she will peruse this evening over wine to celebrate her <laughs> <laughs> the end of her big Kanmari push. So with that, welcome to Spark right? Joy, Diane. Hello. <laughs> I should have got my wine for the interview. Yes. Now that I'm thinking about it, though. Thank you. Everybody Hello. Mind. <laughs> Hello, Kristen. Hi, Karen. Hi. Hi. Well, before we jump into discussing your tidying progress, let's take a step way back. Can you remember the moment when you were first introduced to Marie Kondo or the life-changing yes. magic of tidying up? 
Yes. <laughs> um, it was uh, December of 2014 when I first came across the book. Um, I'm very much someone who's always been into personal development. Um, so I'm always, always looking, hunting, wanting um, to just continue to improve myself. Um, <clears throat> and not only like professionally as a mom, as a person, spiritually, like that I geek out on that stuff. So of course, when I saw her title, the um, I'm drawing a blake now, Ricondo's <laughs> book, but I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, like this is something that I'm going to want to know more about. So I bought the book and read it pretty quickly, but it was one of those where, okay, this is something that is truly going to put all that I know kind of on its head. So <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, so um, what I did was actually said I want to put some of this into play at the time, again, 2014. So that's, I'm approaching three years ago. Um, I was, you know, not at, you know, oh my gosh, I was not in a place where I could even wrap my head around tidying my whole home. I really like overwhelm was a big thing for me. And, and really, I almost say has always been, but I don't even feel that anymore. So it sounds strange for me to say that. But at the time, overwhelm was very much just my daily, daily experience in life. And um, so what I did was I bite-sized it for myself. And I said, okay, well, at least I'll just do clothes. So I did clothes over the winter. Um, so, and then from there I went, okay, this is gonna, I'm gonna just put this to the side until I feel like this is something I can, this major overhaul (laughs) can happen. (laughs) So that's, that was my introduction to her, um, method in her process. And I gave myself that taste. So I would just say, okay, yeah, this is definitely something I want to do. And I just need to have the timing show up for it. Sure. I think you, you mentioned you started, uh, working through this with the intention of finishing it over like a week of time, just dedicating almost every hour of the day to it. Right. Yes. But I think you, you in the end extended it some cause you really wanted to be more thoughtful about it and not overwhelm yourself. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was, well, and I, you know, it was naive. Mm-hmm. You're, you're very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you're avoiding that. Um, and I really, honestly, I wasn't going about it from an egotistical standpoint. It was like, it was the first time. And that was why I was so, I was so full of joy when I first connected with you, Kristen, was because that actually clicked in my head. Like I could get my head wrapped around this certain block of time. I could get my head wrapped around banging out a category, you know, yeah. every day. And I saw those really beautiful photos of cooperative children. And <laughs> I was like, okay, there's, you know, like, this is something I, I, I really think I could do. But of course, like, I had no idea how much stuff I actually owned. Mm. I could mm. not believe it. I am not someone who would consider myself, you know, knee deep in consumerism. I really am not the shopper in my marriage. I'm really not. I mean, I do, you know, I know what I like to spend my money on, but it's not like I don't have a retail habit by any chance, you know, by any means at all. Um, I have always considered myself a thoughtful shopper, mm-hmm. but holy cow, I was like, where on earth and why on earth more? <laughs> Why do I have all this stuff and how much 
And it's one of those where you're tempted to go, okay, you know what category you just all can go. I'm like, nope, I have to touch every single item. I have to process each item. I have to process the emotions attached to that or associated with that. And that's where I was like, that's where, you know, the task expanded (laughs) (laughs) exponentially and that's okay. So Well, that's the beauty of it, right? It's flexible process and you made it work for you. And I did, I did. And I was, and I'm kind of shaking my head too, because um, I'm uh, not shaking my head. I'm like kind of giggling to myself because the wisdom of Marie Kondo just continues to surface. And of course you think, no, wait, it's not. No, there's no way it's going to take me that. Yeah. Well, she's, she's, She's in her position for a reason. She's really kind of for a reason. That's so <laughs> exactly, funny. Karen. So, so I was, um, I was, I was enlightened. <laughs> I was going to say that when when you were speaking, it made me think that a lot of times I know that in in my practice with clients, it when they're struggling, I always remember to say something along the lines of, "Let's go back to your vision." You know, mm-hmm. let's talk about your vision, and we always want to emphasize the importance of being grounded by your vision throughout the entire tidying experience. It just makes things so much easier and helps to get kind of centered and, and, and back to the task. What, what did you want to, what was your vision? Like, what did you want to accomplish by tidying? What was your initial vision of your ideal lifestyle? And what did you foresee for yourself through this um, process. Okay. So I would say that's twofold and it'll probably turn into threefold, but twofold. Mainly one thing is that um, when you become a mom, when I became a mom, when anybody like changes their life in that ma- in fashion, like I feel like there was a part of me that I wanted to reconnect with, to be honest. Like I ran a marathon. I was with my husband at the time, you know, before becoming a mom, like Mm -hmm. a good 15 years. Like I had this whole identity and, um, you know, I thought I was kind of putting things in in step as far as expanding my life experience because I made an intentional choice to become a mother. But I was like, oh my God, like, there was, and really, of course, honestly, it was like my own joy for my own life is what was missing, but I couldn't mm. put, you can't put your finger on it if, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So I was thinking like what, so the vision that I had for myself, and it was a vision, um, a visual that included a very slim woman in a yoga, her own looking like her own personal yoga studio, but I'm not even someone who does yoga, which is hysterical, but um, <laughs> but just like very stylish and well put together and eclectic and, you know, relaxed yet thoughtful, you know, and just this wonderful combination of things in her um, physical space and truly going and connecting back because I did train um, and run a marathon before, um, you know, having children and then um you know through the process of deciding to to tidy my home like I completed a second one so I was kind of like wanting to like reconnect with that person like um and I feel like you know and it's so cliche like I got lost along the way Mm -hmm. but it was one of those where I didn't lose my identity I really truly like my joy like the weight of motherhood the weight of running a home the weight of you know I was putting all this on myself and I'm like you know what does life really going to be like this until they're out of the house I'm like Mm -hmm. I don't want that so that was one 
and like and or that's one was reconnecting with I would I don't want to say my past self but the the joys that I had in the past whatever that looks like I'm like there's juice in my life there's not there's lacking juice in my life that I truly definitely knew I had before having kids so I'm like please don't tell me that I have to give it up I I didn't believe it but I was feeling that I was like that's definitely missing so right. because of that too I'm I'm my daughter's example. I'm their model. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, if you do choose to be, and I still like, I'm like, it's a choice. Like truly do not feel any pressure from me on what your lifestyle is supposed to look like. But really, truly, it needs to be a life you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the weight of that was really, it was, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And so that was my vision that, um, I would reconnect in a way of how I felt about myself, the connection I had to my responsibilities in my home. And, you know, and I'm laughing now because of like, I don't need to be as skinny as the person in that picture. I really don't care. But she seems to be really happy in her space. It's <laughs> more of a feeling. I love that. Yes, yes. I don't really care. I'm like, I don't care really. Um, so anyway, it's kind of funny because at the time, you know, I'm sure that was part of it. But now I'm like, no, it doesn't. It it doesn't really matter um, as long as I'm healthy. Yeah. So, right. um, so anyway, that was it. That was twofold. So yeah, that, I guess it was twofold. Yeah. So were there any moments when you really felt like you just wanted to give up on the whole thing? It sounds like, you know, there were definitely some times when it was uh, a little overwhelming and challenging. Yes. I'm just not a quitter. Um, So what I do know, and that's why I gave myself like two years before I like really knew that I was going to do this because I really don't like to set out. I, I don't know how to set out and do things and let them go very well (laughs) unless I'm like smacked in the head I'm like okay I'm really not supposed to do this so to answer your question honestly anytime I did feel overwhelmed and I did feel confronted like the like the enormity of this task because it is physically challenged it's a physical task it's like there's it isn't involved you know the simplicity of it is there but boy there is physical work and energy that goes into something like this so I just said okay Diane like really honestly is this something that's for you to do like are you really supposed to do this or you feel like you're doing it to fit somebody else's expectations um because I did have that connection with Kristen but I'm like no no this is really truly something I want to I want to complete and what's interesting is because I have trained and completed a marathon you know I had my cute family at the end going yay yeah well you're great you know like thousands and hundreds of thousands of other people because it was a Chicago marathon you know there is none of that so it feels lonely it does and I've mentioned that in our you know earlier discussion it felt lonely but what's interesting is I confronted my own loneliness and realized the further in I got the more my surroundings really truly were comforting me or or supporting me, which was actually one of my intentions. Um, and as you mentioned in my intro, like um, I wanted it to go from feeling like a house that was ragged and torn and looked like no one cared. And I was feeling that because I truly feel my home was a reflection of me. And I'm sure I was conveying that to people in my life, which I don't like at all. So then two a home that is full and vibrant and joyful and supporting, truly supporting me and supporting my family. And that's really the job of a house and a home anyway. Um, And that I have felt, I felt that that kicked in. I have to say that kicked in. um, I would say August 
August going into school starting and the girls are gone at school and I'm looking around like, wow, all this stuff is stuff I love. (laughs) And it didn't feel lonely anymore. So, Well, I love how you tie the marathon in health back to this tidying uh, effort. I did run a marathon myself way back when and okay. I completed yeah. one and that was more than enough. Um, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I do. Uh, it, was a, it was a great experience, but but one is one and done for me. But, um, it is awesome. but yeah, so I, I think that yeah. similar to when you're running a marathon, there's a point where you hit a wall a bit, you know, and uh-huh. you feel like you're so close to the end, but you feel like, oh, gosh, can I make it? You know, so, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in those moments, was there anything specifically that you did to to kind of trigger yourself back into to you know getting focused um oh gosh um boy oh oh yes yes I did I did I did okay all right um I'm just thinking back when it was really hard was July what is with July um especially in the midwest um is that what I did was and this is something that's funny like I talk about it and we you mentioned it earlier is like having the wine like I realized that I was kind of like holding myself, holding a stick over my head through all this process. Like, you just got to get done. You just got to get it done. And it's got to get done. And that comes from, like, I used to do print design. So I was like, everything Mm. I did was deadline oriented. And so, okay, well, that's one way to accomplish stuff. But what I realized was I set up a reward system for myself and the reward could literally mm. be like it didn't have to be food it could be you know what I get to go out and I'm just going to walk around the block but I'm not going to walk around the block which I know I would enjoy but I'm going to do it once I get through this tidying and that doesn't mean I hopped up and went right to my category but I'm like okay I'm looking at the watch I'm puttering around because there's so many things to putter around with right you know right. for a good 15-20 I, I'm a good 15-20 mm-hmm. minutes of puttering I can get myself to confront a category. It's just how I am. And I'm the same way with like anything like I just need a good warm up. I just do. I have a tough time switching gears. So that reward I set up for myself and I just every time I got stuck, because of course it happened, because how many subcategories do you have in kimono? My gosh. Like seriously, like why so much stuff? (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) so I'm like, no. And so it took like, you know, it felt awkward because I was not in the habit of rewarding myself. I'm a mom. I take care of everybody else's needs. I put myself last, even though I'm not supposed to. It's what I do. And, um, but I'm like, wait a second. I have to like bribe myself or else, you know, I'm going to look and two or three weeks have passed and that would really Mm -hmm. bum me out. That Mm -hmm. would really bum me out. So that's what I did. So, and it didn't have to be, you know, or even just like, Hey, you know, normally I have two cups of coffee. You can have another two cups of coffee. But get through this category, I'm like, oh, God, I'm getting extra coffee today. I mean, just it didn't didn't have to be big. (laughs) It just and two, that's a way of like me really knowing how I tick, um, which, you know, apparently I really wasn't that great at. So I've gotten a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I did. I did. I definitely and I that was definitely my go to was a reward system um, of going, no, we really need to 
create and maintain some sort of positive momentum associated with this. Because I tell you, I felt it every single time I lost that momentum was literally feeling like picking it all back up again. I'm like, okay, that, you know, that was another, you know, I'm like, okay, I know what that feels like too when you lose that steam or that momentum. So Mm -hmm, anyway, mm -hmm. so those were the two things, but definitely a little reward system, a little personal reward system that no one else knows. And you just, you know, keep yourself moving. Yeah. So what would you say, what aspect of your life would you say has already begun to change now that you've progressed through the KonMari tidying process? Okay. Um, I I felt like um, one of the things I wanted to share with both of you was I feel like the book needs to come with like a warning because once once you start making these major shifts of unloading all these, you know, belongings, like things start clicking in your life. But you still have to fin, and that feels really good. I'm like, wow, this is like just just little things, like because um, I I made the choice too as part of my tidying marathon was um, that I wanted to basically restyle my whole home, which is quite the task, right? But I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to accomplish this, but that's what I want. And let's see on the other end of 2017 what that looks like, right? <sighs> so my husband ended up with like two or three hallway bonuses. So I got two or three, you know, I got two new light fixtures. I had like things were clicking, right? I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my God, my restyled home's showing up. My restyled home's showing up. This is awesome. Like I'm on overstock buying really expensive fixtures. You know, it's good stuff, right? right. I'm like, no, but I have to finish. So that, that was, um, so all that, you know, those good things were, were happening because I was creating that positive momentum. But I definitely was like, oh gosh, you know, don't have too much fun at the party. You got to get back, you know, got to get back to the work. So that was one thing, like things were definitely, you know, we use the word manifest or, you Mm -hmm. know, that magic was definitely showing up for me. I was like, holy freaking cow. Because if I would have ever said, okay, I want to buy this light fixture. This is how much it's going to cost. And it would have never happened, like ever. It wouldn't have, it would have dropped very low on the, you know, priority list as usual. (laughs) But, (laughs) but this happened. So that was one. And two, honestly, oh my gosh. Um, I have a um, a presence or a centeredness with my three daughters. There are three teenage daughters. Um, they do go through tons of up and downs on a daily basis. And for me to truly be able to listen, be present, um, have that space with them, feel like I can allow myself space to just hear them out. Um, at the end of the day, every day, um, even when I'm working, because I ended up getting a job, by the way. Oh, congratulations. I did. What'd you say? I said congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank great. you. And um, I, uh, it, it was, it, anyway, it's one of those where I'm like, gosh, am I ever going to find something? Of course, it ends up being exactly in flow with everything else. Great. It just was wonderful. But again, I'm not done with my tidying festival yet. And like, <laughs> so it's one of those where those things were truly, truly, truly happening and kicking in. But for me, I had to kind of like go, okay, that's great. These are all really great things, Diane, but you need to complete what you've set out to do for yourself. So that's, that was that was a bit of a struggle because, you know, I just want to, you know, join the party and <laughs> say, I did it. Yay. It's like, no, we're not quite there yet. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, and, you know, it's one of those things where 
I would not be able to put into words what it is that I was wanting to be for my children at this age, mm -hmm. but I have found it through this method. So that's, that's awesome. that I love how intentional you are about mm -hmm. completing the process, yes. right? Yes. You don't let that false sense of accomplishment <sighs> allow you to you know, say, oh, I'll put off sentimental look for later. You it's know? very tempting. So, yeah. I, was, I was like, because of course, you know, you're. I was dreaming up ways of like, oh, I should be doing this with my husband. And I was dreaming up of a date, you know, because this is what we do as women is like, we dream up these like scenarios where our husband mm -hmm. will participate fully in them, but we know they won't. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds wonderful at the time so anyway I'm like no Diane you just gotta keep you know you just keep moving through and right. so anyway yeah yeah I want to hear more about your family and how they've supported you okay. I, I know this this tidying can be a little bit disruptive so they probably are like what is mom doing oh right at okay. first so <laughs> I joked with you and I'll say it again like do not let that cute family photo fool you um <laughs> They all look so sweet and loving, but um, <laughs> at their best, they are. Um, but here is the thing. So um, how they supported me was basically I realized if I spent time trying to explain to everybody what it was I was doing and get this kind of buy-in that I barely had an understanding of what my undertaking was. So it was kind of mm -hmm. like very similar, again, to choosing to train for the Chicago Marathon mm -hmm. year prior. But that kind of helped me because it makes sense to nobody that you personally are making yourself go through intentional pain for distance running. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was able to, <laughs> I was able to kind of like, just kind of tie it to that a little bit. But I really, truly, I just jumped in. I jumped in. And um, I have to say, and that's why I was joking, um, I have to say, and that's why anchoring myself in intention was so important because I did, I got really bad pushback. I really did because it didn't fit into anybody else's um, uh, schedule or flow of things. All I was doing was making messes. Um, <laughs> they had no clue why. Or the first thing was fear. They think I'm going to come after their stuff, even though yeah, they know, right. like, we've tidied together in the past, but they could tell, like, oh my gosh, mom's serious. So, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> um, so that's that to me. Um, and that was a lesson that I pulled because I knew how hard that was going to be for me. Um, was to truly only focus on my own stuff. And what a mom has to do, and or even someone who's a partnered with somebody, you truly have to detangle yourself from someone else's belongings. Mm -hmm. And I did not realize, like seriously, I was like, whoa, I worry, think about process, um, uh, dream up ways of it being better about my husband's belongings and that's not it and I you know I knew in my head like you know yeah I guess I'm kind of bad at that and I really I honestly I'm not I I'm not a nag of course you know every but I really thought I was really good with boundaries until I was challenged by Marie Kondo's method to no only your stuff Interesting. and you're like so I have to ignore these giant messes that I look at and deal with, deal with, see, deal with, I, I just look at them. I don't have the job of dealing with them, but I tell myself I have the job of dealing with them, right? Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Every day, every mm -hmm. stinking day. 
every stinking day. And I'm like, whoa. So that was a big one of saying, oh, I've plugged myself in to every single person's belongings in this house. Meanwhile, not really taking care of my own. And that was hard. So really, as far as support, there really wasn't any support because it wasn't their journey. They're mm-hmm. living their lives. They're facing the challenges in their lives. My husband has a very, very demanding job. It has been very, like, this has been one of the hardest years for him. He's been with the company 15 years. So, you know, it, it, you know, it's just, this is truly something that I was, I was, I like had my own little, you know, personal spiritual journey while everybody else in the whirlwind was continuing their lives. And, right. um, but their level of tolerance for giant messes was much better than I thought. <laughs> That's so great. Thank you. Because <laughs> I really was not good at doing one subcategory at a time. I didn't have the patience. Mm-hmm. So I took advantage of having a large downstairs and I really allowed myself to take it over for a good mm-hmm. week and a half. I, and I think you, <laughs> well, I think you really described kind of making the method work for you. Yeah. And, you know, again, I think it's, I, I do think it's so difficult to, kind of go through the process when other people in our homes are not on board mm-hmm. or um, who may even be actively, you know, pushing against it, mm-hmm. maybe not with any kind of intentional, like, you know, but it's just because when things change, people get nervous. Correct. And so when mom is doing something different all of a sudden mm-hmm. than other people in the family, you know, there's a tendency, I think, to feel like maybe not threatened, but a little bit like unsteady. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you really did a great job of just kind of maintaining your own intention, but yet being very I, respectful of I what tried. your family was also going through. I tried. You know? <laughs> we tried very hard. So it's a challenge. That's yes. very challenging. Yes. So, but now that you have gone through a lot of that process, what kind of advice would you have for busy moms who are also trying to come out of their home in the same way that you that you've been doing? Okay. So, the one thing is, um, and that, and I think I'm going to go back to what I just shared. Really, the advice is the expectation of those around you. You love them. You're investing in each other's lives. You like, oh my gosh, like, however, this is truly like the first question I got, I had asked this twice, if not three times. Okay. By people in my life. Um, of course there's interest and intrigue and, oh, I'm mm-hmm. going to try and this and that and the other. And then they put her out. Right. Cause you know, there was anyway. So it's, it's one of those where, um, you, the hardest part is you're facing you, you're facing you, you're facing you, you're facing yourself. And, um, it is, oh gosh, it's one of those where it has nothing to do with anybody else. And the first question I got asked by those two or three, uh, women was, what'd your husband say? Or what'd your kids say? (laughs) I'm like, it has nothing to do with them. It truly has nothing to do with them. And that's the hardest part because our heads are entrenched in everybody's lives around us. And and honestly, I keep saying moms, but it's women in general, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we sure. you know, connect and we invest and, and but we are, we are truly entrenched. And really what's funny is that I think is what's so revolutionary about her method is that she's saying, oh, no, just you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. No, I have everybody else figured out, you know, but <laughs> like, no, just you, just you, which is truly, I mean, that really is a scary 
it's scary. It really is scary. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is, um, I mean, even Mother Teresa, she's like, if you are facing yourself and facing the truth of yourself, you are, you are facing God. You are face, you know, that is the, that is the task we are given by being individuals in this world is that you truly only can do what you can do for your, you know, so that, that's my tip, which is when you're wanting something, really, truly, you are the one that's in control and you can, you can do it. It's just setting yourself up to know what you're, you're, you're getting yourself into and you really shouldn't involve them (laughs) other than to say, (laughs) Hey, heads up. That's all I did. There wasn't really a, I don't have the dynamic of like a group buy-in on stuff. That's, it's not. So I don't know if that really helps, but that was, that was my experience of, of just diving in. Right, right. <laughs> sure. So. <laughs> I'm curious if, if any of your kids or your husband maybe came around, you know, further down the process once you got further along yeah. and things were a little less messy and the My dust poor husband, Honestly, I, and I thought about this too. Um, if it was any other year, because he doesn't have like, you need headspace in order to do this. And he hasn't had the headspace because of um, how demanding things have been. But he did have a moment and it was like a flicker. And I was like, really? He goes, because he goes, you know what? I probably really do need to tidy all these t-shirts. And there, like, you there you go. Can you just use the word tidy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those where, and this is a good lesson for me too, ladies, by the way, is that um, in being in partnership with him, I mean, I've been with him 25 years and I have just been used to his machismo. He is Mexican. But now I'm like, no, I need to be more in tune and better at really picking up on those cues when he is ready to kind of, you know, go outside of what his norm is mm-hmm. and, and be mm-hmm. receptive to that. And that is on me. And I was like, okay, he was ready to do something, but I, okay, well, but of course my head was full on in my tidying. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in order for him to pick up on it, cause she used the um, metaphor of in my wake, I have to be open and receptive to that. Which I really wasn't. I was really, because I'm headstrong like that. I, I really am. So, but it, I do see it in our future because it, I, even just in today, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. So it's in our, um, what's the word, in our, in our dialogue. It's now mm-hmm. in our, in, in the words that we use. And it is a method that everybody knows and is familiar with. Sure. And um, so I see it evolving as opposed to like this, these pops of inspiration, um, which is okay, which is okay. Cause that is, you know, again, like just, you know, a dynamic between partners, because nice. I really think probably my guess would be like this time next year, he probably will have his, you know, clothes and clothes and everything tidied in one shape or another. Um, but it'll, like I said, with everything else, it'll come in its own time. Right. Um, so that's one and two, but, and I, this is one of my favorite stories. Um, cause we all, my kids right now for the most part are kind of slobby still, but Sydney and Asia, when I first, they're my twins. Um, when I first started the tidying, like I was like, I have to do a something. So I had them and I involved them and they pulled up the YouTube, um, folding lessons mm-hmm. and yeah. they actually, cause they're so hungry for knowledge and me, you know, still in overwhelm. I couldn't process new knowledge cause I was in overwhelm. So I had them teach me. Nice. 
And that was in, again, that was when I did my quick close in 2014, just so I could say, what is this? Okay, now I know what it is. And I don't know when I would, you know, do the tidying full marathon, which I did, obviously. But um, even just, it probably was like a month ago where, you know, I'm standing in the doorway, I'm staring at a giant mess, and I'm like looking at them, and they're like, yeah, we know we need to tidy. <laughs> I mean, I didn't need to say anything. So it's like, oh gosh, I'm like, yay. So it just takes a little bit of, little bit of investment. But they, it, it's one of those where I still have to be a parent. You know, it's magic, but it doesn't do your parenting for you, unfortunately. So <laughs> you mean things aren't just flying back into place in your home? I know, right? Yeah, and we're slacking <laughs> on the that folding. That kind of magic? Yeah. And too, as far as... um technique with folding the clothes like I told myself too so I could just manage um I could manage expectations because I tend to have like a strong perfectionism tendency I told myself I'm like I'm gonna do my best I'm gonna do like a b b minus on my folding because I knew I wasn't going to instantly master it and if I told myself I had to instantly master it my interest in it was going to fly out the window so I see myself now going wait a second because you know uh, one of my daughters Sydney she's usually in charge of laundry and like we are getting really slack on our Kanmani you know Kanmani folding method (laughs) it's fine mom it's fine it's fine it's fine so I'm like okay but of course because I'm working now it gets put away and I'm like accepting you know the fact that this you know, these poor t-shirts are really not getting love right now, but you know, it's not a priority at the moment. So then I go back and I just did a full um, set of laundry on Thursday because my washing machine happened to die on me last week. So I go and I do them all and I bring them home and they feel so good. And and in the past that I'd done something like that, it would have been like, oh, yeah, that perfectionist in me would be like, see, this is the right way. But that's not what it connected with. It connected with these these T-shirts look like someone cares. These T-shirts oh, look so like great. they want to go in their home in the drawer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, right? As opposed to a 13-year-old that didn't really want to do laundry, kind of folded <laughs> them, and then they're kind of crammed, and then we're going to put them <laughs> And that's okay because I'm the mom. She's the daughter. She's, you know what I mean? That's how that works. So that, like, oh, my gosh, those moments, like, I'm like, this is why. Because, of course, I have that little fear in the back of my head that I'm going to, you know, are we going to backpedal? Um, Because I have lost and gained weight like three times. And I'm like, is this going to be like, you know, (laughs) weight loss? But absolutely not because it's truly like it's showing it's showing up in my home you know in these beautiful ways that i'm like oh no we definitely want more of this of that feeling of items being taken care of and having their place in their home not because they're supposed to because that comes from your head right yeah but because they want to be there that's their home you've given them their home you've spent a moment in saying this is where or you know going oh wait a second they don't feel very you know happy there you know let's foot here and then once truly click point truly feel in the click point truly feel in the click point this is where they want to be this is where they feel comfortable um and we're talking about our possessions. <laughs> yeah, and that's so, super powerful. So, and yes, now that but, it's part so. of your life, you know, if yes. your kids eventually have um, want to revisit folding or want to revisit it in other aspects of or other categories, or your husband starts it down the line, like you have that approach in your back pocket right. that you could always return mm-hmm. to because you have spent, you know, 
a tremendous amount of time really focusing in on this and being intentional about your events. So bravo, Diane. Bravo. Thank you. you. I do have to share one thing. Okay. So the big hurdle for me was, and I'm sorry if I'm taking one of your questions away from you, but the biggest hurdle was um, the kitchen, the shared space of our kitchen. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, not really wanting, but knowing I was going to step into some right fighting. Um, And I really am not someone who fights. I do not like conflict at all, but we would have uncomfortable moments. That's what my fighting looks like. It just feels uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And then we kind of get past it somehow. I don't know. But um, we usually talk through things, but it's just, I just do not like those, those moments, but I knew I'm asking for them by moving our belongings in our home. And, um, and, um, and also the shared space of the garage. So, um, and those were both done in the summer months. And um, so the kitchen, this was when I had to listen to my belongings and I'm the one who cooks the bulk of the time too. So um, I'm like, no, these are truly mostly mine, you know, (laughs) like, um, but I found, and I could tell like, oh my gosh, this is where the appliances want to be. This is where the glassware wants to be. This is where it makes the most sense for our um, our utensils to be nearest to the table, um, like knives, forks, spoons, you know, um, our hot pads for when we put hot, you know, hot things on our table. I, I love our, we have a farm style table that I love. It's so big and it's bigger than the space it should, but we love it. I don't care. And so, you know, have that close to the table. And that, like, once I made that shift and moved those things there and the things that were in the drawer there were actually was our hodgepodge electronics drawer, which was like a major house shame, like shared house shame was <laughs> was um, that stupid electronics drawer because it was, you know, no one, it was just this, it was just a hot mess. It was just a hot mess. And it had no business being in my kitchen. It didn't need to be there. So anyway, once I started making those changes, you know, where is this? Where is that? Well, you know, once I finished tidying the kitchen, and before that, I did ask for feedback, I think, or input, but it was mostly ignored, not because they don't like me or love me. It's just, you know, they don't, at the moment, they're, you know, they don't care where right. these things go right. until they can't find them. <laughs> right? Of course. So, mm. so the the biggest challenge has been where our pots and pans go. Um, I have them near the stove. Um and we've had a couple mishaps like they're fighting it that they don't like it there so my husband just got hit by you know the top of a lid I'm like it doesn't go there (laughs) well I'm the one that caused confusion by moving things but I have to say that was like the worst of it like (laughs) because everything else like going through the garage the garage is happier we get to pull a car in there you know it's all good but anyway that was the only thing like and I I don't know if it's possible to do what I've done without those uncomfortable moments. I think it's impossible. <laughs> or if you have a client that does it without that, have them on your show. <laughs> so anyway, that was the only, that was, you know, you have to do both sides of the coin. So anyway, that was, uh, that was the one thing that, you know, I wish it didn't have to be that way where things are kind of uncomfortable, but totally worth it totally worth it yeah and we have some great pictures that you've sent us of of your progress and you've done a great job of sharing your experience with those on your instagram so we will make sure to include that in the show notes and also on the spark joy podcast instagram account as well so that 
uh, every all the listeners can see your beautiful family mm-hmm. cooking in the kitchen. I love that picture right. where there's like no clutter, just you know the things you're actively working with to make the meal, and That's you're right. sharing a moment together. It's just beautiful. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Yes, unprompted, spontaneous, <laughs> spontaneous. So. Well, I know we're we're standing between you and your wine <laughs> celebration, <laughs> right? So uh, besides uh, the uh, the last category, sentimental, that you're going to work on this mm-hmm. evening mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that you're going to have a little celebration, uh, mm-hmm. what is sparking the most joy currently in your life today? Okay. Um, I would have to say just having headspace. Having headspace in um, what my day is, what I need to do in my day, and having a true full presence for my daughters Mm -hmm. Um, and not honestly I I had a small little fear with bringing in you know work into my life and how that will play and it just it's I have a handle on things and honestly overwhelm has just been oh god at my feet for I, I can't tell how many how many years in my home and being you know in charge of three young ladies but just truly being able to just be their mom and the kind of mom I thought I would want to be and that's one that can relax mm-hmm. and just know that when we're gonna sit and watch a couple Gilmore Girls that I can relax <laughs> and not worry about everything else it's not getting done you know just clear clear headspace and being fully present for each child. Oh, that's awesome. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yes. Thank you so much, Diane, for joining us You're here welcome. at Spark Joy. I'm so happy to get your take on an experience when it comes to executing your tidying event marathon style. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. You're thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. You can follow the final stages of Diane's tidying journey by connecting with her on her Instagram at Diane Arias. 2017. I should say Diane under slash Arias under slash 2017. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. You can find us at sparkjoypodcast.com and click ask spark joy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. You can also join the discussion on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle at SparkJoy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with Conmari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Conmari Media Incorporated or the Conmari Consultant Community.